On this episode, we're talking Van Damme as twins. It's the first time he did it, certainly not the last. It's double impact. We'll discuss how two Van Dams are better than one. Van Damme versus Bolo the rematch. Why I love this movie and what makes it a guilty pleasure movie. But first, let's jam. All I need some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Let's kick this episode off officially. We're continuing on with Van Damme Entertaining Month with 1991's Double Impact. Like I said, guys, two Van Dams are better than one. Why? Why the fuck not exactly? I mean, the guy had been amazing at just doing one role in all of his films, so why not go ahead and get two different personalities out of the guy and show what kind of an actor he really is? And this film does star Van Damme. Van Damme, again. Then you get... Big Bad Bolo from Bloodsport, the film that we talked last week, and it was awesome, guys. He comes back in this film. We get the rematch, which we'll definitely talk a lot about. He also played in a movie called Into the Dragon. Definitely a big Bruce Lee fan. That was an awesome scene that he, where they actually fought each other. And, of course, Bruce Lee won. I don't know if anybody could have took that guy, but uh, this film also stars a guy by the name of Jeffrey Lewis. He stars as Uncle Frank in this film. R.I.P., he was a great actor. He starred in some films such as Every Which Way But Loose with Clint Eastwood, Maverick in the 90s as well with Mel Gibson, and then The Devil's Reject. That's a to-be-continued. That's a Rob Zombie film. Definitely love a lot of his films, but some of them are a little bit weird, so we'll definitely you know follow up with that in the future. Um, he's actually the dad of Juliette Lewis, who is a pretty uh, good actress as well. Um, but this film itself, is Double Impact, is written and directed by Sheldon Lettich, we talked about him a lot uh, on the Bloodsport episode, but um, like I said, guys, he's interactive with his fans. He knows what they like, and uh, he's part of that Van Damme posse. So um, he done a lot of has done a lot of work with Van Damme um, and other films. Uh, the Bloodsport, of course. This um, he directed Lionheart as well, um, Only the Strong, which is a pretty interesting film. Uh, he's also the writer of a couple films, Max One and Two, a couple their dog hero movies. Second one I haven't seen looks kind of silly. The first one, it's kind of cheesy. It's a family flick, but I definitely liked it. That's a potential to be continued. Uh, but Double Impact, like I said, it it's, was a pretty solid film for Van Damme. It actually had a decent budget, $15 million is what I found online. But that's not bad for, I mean, I don't even know if any of his films nowadays are getting that. And this is years, you know, later where, you know, fucking films are $100 million or whatever they're getting. And... All of his shit's still direct to DVD, but I don't even think they're hitting double digit in the millions for his flicks. But for this at the time, fifteen million 
was the biggest budget he had ever worked with, and they definitely maximized that, you know, by getting you know him to play two roles. So he fucking earned his fucking money, that's for sure. The film ended up grossing eighty million worldwide. Up to that point, was his biggest hit by far, and. This, you know, continued to launch his career. Um, you know, this is at a point where he was working his ass off, you know, was still, you know, going straight, hadn't done anything fucking silly like the, like the drugs later on. and But, yeah, he was really on the right track, doing good shit. And this was actually, I mean, mixed reviews overall, you know, from critics. But I think from a fan's view, it was it's pretty solid. It's really good. You know, we'll definitely dive into why I think it's solid and why it's I like it. And why I might potentially recommend it to you, but anyways, I, as a kid, I saw this countless times after seeing some of Van Damme's other films. Uh, th- I noticed that there's a lot of actors from the uh, the Bloodsport film, which I told you guys is my favorite. So that would just really just kept kept interesting me to want to see this film, and I saw it many more times. Just sometimes I'd fast forward to the fight scenes. Of course, those are the highlights. Um, there, which there are a lot of those, which is great. So you don't have to really use your remote a lot. Just sit back, fucking enjoy it. And the big highlight, of course, of all the fights is the rematch of Van Damme and Bolo, which, all spoiler alert, it's not as good as Bloodsport's final fight, but this one is pretty fucking solid. And, um, you do get the whole two Van Dams in this flick, which is definitely better than one. He didn't do it a ton in movies, but he's definitely done it other times, specifically as Twins and Maximum Risk replicant uh but i think fucking he might have ended up like basically dying in each of those films so but in this one um none of them die so he ends up surviving as both roles which is awesome but you do get to see different sides to him you get that fucking goofy charismatic fucking cheese ball but then you also get kind of that silent badass fucking just a whoop ass take names don't give a shit type kind of motherfucker and also, you know, you get some silly bad guys. I'll call them the goons because that's basically what they are. You know, you got the, the bad guy bosses and then they're fucking goons. And then there are a lot of them. A lot of them are recognizable, like I said, from Bloodsport. A lot of them are sporting, in, you know, fucking suits and ties throughout and fucking really shitty hair. Oh, my God. Mullet fucking USA, basically, at this point, 1991. I think that was the highlight of the year for sure. But along with that, you know, you get over-the-top action scenes. You get, you know, an improvement in acting at times from Van Damme. But, of course, that's not what his films are known for. It's all about the action, the fighting. And with that, you're getting a shit ton of that. Let's talk Double Impact. The film kicks off. A la Bloodsport, you know, aerial view, you're fucking cruising along in a helicopter with, you know, fucking aerial shots of Hong Kong. You know, the nice tall, tall skyscrapers. I'm like, dude, are we going back to the Kumite? I do not want to go visit some of those areas that we had to deal with. But luckily, we don't quite have to. We just end up going to a parade. This is actually kind of nice. And we're celebrating the Victoria Harbor Tunnel. It's a connection, I guess, supposedly between Asia and, you know, part of Europe. So, and Van Damme's, Van Damme's dad in the film actually helps orchestrate the whole thing which is pretty interesting uh we'll find out more about how that happens in the film um but we do get to see baby van dams there's the twins of course the two little cute babies um his parents are british we hear their accents they're talking throughout quite a bit early on but later on of course van dam has never had a fucking british accent he's been dubbed of course in some films but his accent throughout this is french i guess it's somewhat explained but Holy shit, his fucking parents are British. 
I don't know. But anyways, we see Jeffrey Lewis and cinema's greatest hairpiece. My God, I, I watched this film in 1080p. It was actually available, I'll go ahead and tell you now, on HBO's um, fucking add-on or whatever, onto Hulu, you know, great deal, little plug from now, five bucks for that shit for six months, I'll definitely watch it, especially if you're gonna throw some Van Damme my way, but this shit looked amazing, I, I was looking, I was like, there is no makeup lines, none of that shit, it's not falling off at any point, and this is awesome, he looks fucking solid, they did a good job, because, I mean, they make him look really young, and for the most part, or whatever, not too young, but, um, he did a good job overall, with the effects throughout this film, um, but anyways, we cut to the parents, cutting the ribbon for the tunnel, they make it official, they have a photo session, you know, got to publish all that shit, and then they, you know, the kids are probably getting antsy by that point, ready to fucking, you know, have mama's titties, and, you know, get some milk going, they end up hitting the road, got to fucking hit the road jack, go home, take care of these babies, Jeffrey Lewis's character, he's Frank, he asks, you know, asks the daddy, hey, should I uh, follow you guys, make sure, you know, you get home safe and sound, Van Damme's dad says, uh, thanks, but, you know, get, get lost, he literally tells him, get lost, so, Frank says, before, you know, before you end up heading out, go ahead, and I got a little, you know, gift for you guys, a nice little gesture, check under your seats, guys, and we're thinking, what the fuck could he possibly be, you know, it's a fucking nice, solid, goddamn cigar case, I mean, this is decent, that's a nice gesture, I mean, I... I would love something like that. I mean, it's it he ends up telling him though it looks cheap and there's no cigars, which whatever. Fill it up with whatever the hell you want, marbles, whatever the fuck. It's a nice box, nice gesture. It's got your niches on it, dude. Come on, now that's pretty goddamn personable. Anyways, they end up parting ways. As soon as they do that though, you've got some of the goons right away following the parents. They're just ready on their ass. And Van Damme's dad looks in the rearview mirror. He notices something's not right. And so they CB radio Frank and say, hey, is that you? Why the fuck? I told you to get lost, dude. And he's, no, I got lost. I'm fucking heading the opposite direction, dude. I'm going home and getting me some dessert and heading the fuck to bed. And he says, uh-oh, that's not you then? And Frank, you know, he says, oh, damn it, I know something's up. They fucking, boop, 10-4, buddy, on the way. And... Oh, shit. Shit is about to go down because he does a U-turn in traffic on the highway to go ahead and get some fucking help. Who cares if there's an eight-car pileup? I got to go help fucking Van Damme's goddamn parents. The parents get home, and Big Bad Bolo and some additional goons are waiting. Bolo's got his goddamn fucking shotgun pumping that shit, and he starts shooting some rounds at their goddamn car, just blasting holes in that shit, taking out the windshield. And a massive gunfight ensues. Van Damme's dad actually gets his little handpiece out. He ends up actually killing some dudes. It's not too shabby. He's got a good little shot to him. But he ends up getting killed in front of his goddamn family. So sad. And then Bolo ends up killing the mom. Shot in front of the kids and the nanny. It is just terrible. And then, you know, Frank eventually gets there and... When he does, he's about three houses down. He's already got his little fucking gun out. He is just nailing dudes. It is pretty goddamn amazing how precise he is. But he's getting there. He's shooting a ton of guys. I mean, just I couldn't even keep count at this point. He ends up actually shooting Bolo in the eyeball through the fucking window, knocking him down briefly. Tells the nanny, get the babies and go. She only grabs one of them, though. She's gone by the point he even realizes what happened. So he's got to grab the other. He can't leave the baby, of course. And he's shot by Bolo in the shoulder in the back, you know, as he's fucking running away to safety. Luckily, he survives. The baby's totally fine. But as he's leaving and, you know, fucking escaping, he sees the dad's business partner, 
who was earlier in the film, you know, you know, congratulating Van Damme's dad, you know, on the on the making everything official, everything getting, you know, kicked off. And he seems like a decent guy, but we find out he's not. He's in the fucking shady game. So, and he sees that shit and knows, hey, I got to get out of here and not let anybody know that I fucking saw this shit. And he, the nanny ends up taking one of the babies to the orphanage. Um, I guess that nanny's got a French accent, as we tell. So maybe that's the fucking reason he's raised there in Hong Kong, but ends up having a goddamn French accent. And then Frank hops in the boat with the baby, and he flees. And we cut to 25 years later. Nothing like early 90s Van Damme. This dude is rocking all royal blue spandex from top to bottom. The top is a different shade of blue. It's a little bit lighter, but he still makes it look good, guys. He ends up as an instructor of an aerobics class. One of his students, this pretty lady, she's got a cramp in her inner thigh. He decides to rub it out real fucking nice. And she's moaning and groaning while he's rubbing it. And he fucking blows his wad, I guess, because he decides, hey... I gotta tell the class how important it is to stretch, you know, before you work out. I gotta warm up. And he does the splits. He decided to do some karate clicks, karate kicks, that is, because anybody can do all that shit, right? <laughs> Anyways, Frank comes in. He tells Van Dam, hey, I need you to come help out in the karate class that I teach in the dojo guy. And we go into Frank's office. We find out that there is another Van Dam still. The twin is alive. The Van Damme in USA is Chad, and the picture we see is Van Damme in Hong Kong, who is Alex. He is the hard-ass. He's got the Fonzie look with the fucking, you know, leather jacket, fucking, you know, rolled-up sleeves on the tight shirt, and fucking slick-back hair. <laughs> and then we see Van Damme in the karate class, Chad, and he is challenged by one of the students over there. These guys all have pink geese on, the walls are pink, something. What the hell kind of dojo was this? It's just, it's insane, but like I said, it's the 90s, guys. You can do anything you want back then. And the the fucking karate kicking competition between Van Damme and this dude begins. He's, you know, a fucking challenge bus guy with a ponytail to a karate kickoff, and he starts kicking, swinging, and missing. Van Damme throws one kick, connects on the fucking dot, and just takes this dude out, and he just says, looks around, hey, anybody else want to fuck with me? And I guess, you know, this is Van Damme. You don't want to do that shit. Anyways, Frank pulls Van Damme into his office, tells him what's going on, doesn't really reveal everything, but just says we have business that we need to go do in in Hong Kong, and then he reveals some big news. He says, hey, I know I told you all these years that I've raised you that I'm your uncle, this and that, that we're blood. Eh, Sorry, it's a lie. I'm not really fucking your uncle. I'm just this dude that fucking raised you, and you're not really from France. We just moved there when you are a baby. That explains how he's got the fucking French accent, I guess. And then, you know, Frank convinces, you know, Van Damme to trust him. Let's go to Hong Kong. I know I just fucking, you know, shocked and rocked your world because I told you that everything I, that you thought was true was not really. Van Damme's like, whatever. I'll do whatever you say. You know, you did change my diapers all these years. So I guess, you know, that, that counts for something, right? And anyways, you know, he tells him to trust him. He does. And then they cut to them flying to Hong Kong. And Van Damme sees the, you know, notices the bright lights of the big cities. And he's eager to go shopping, check out some fucking nightclub, nightclubs possibly. Who knows what's going to happen. Frank says, before we do all that bullshit, we have to go do some business. Like I said, we're going to go stop by this bar. You know, it's a fucking, it's an interesting place. It's a gambling establishment, I guess. Some kind of fucking, fucking mahjong, I think is what you say. It's like Domino's kind of a shit, but... Anyways, this crazy dude just walks up on Van Damme, he approaches him, and starts fucking screaming at him in a foreign language, and just, 
Next thing you know, he hands him a whole bunch of fucking money. And then you get the bartender that says, hey, boss, and hands Van Damme a fucking, his favorite drink, you know, just the way you like it. And then you get this lady in the doorway who spots Van Damme and just kind of, you know, waves him over. And I'm thinking, this is Van Damme's lucky day. This dude is his first day, you know, he just got into town and he's like a god at this fucking place. You know, why would you want to go anywhere else? She seduces him anyways. She sticks her fucking hand in his pants and she asks him, Oh, if she, do you have a surprise for me? And then he responds with, I've got a big surprise, a huge surprise. And I'm just like, ew. <laughs> Someone taps Van Damme on the shoulder. He turns around and he sees it's the Van Damme from the pick. It's the other Van Damme, the twin. He headbutts his brother. <laughs> and then we cut to Alex, who is the badass of the two getting yelled at by the lady who is his girlfriend. She was like, what the fuck? I didn't realize that was not you that I was just rubbing dicks, my that dude's dick, you know, and about to fuck and suck and all that bullshit. But anyway, she has no clue. She thought, you know, he just happened to buy some weird clothes, all this shit, didn't know what was going on. Maybe his taste had changed a little bit. Anyways, his remark to her is fucking priceless, and let's listen to it directly. Oh, guys, that's my all-time favorite quote, I think. <laughs> the black silk underwear. And he, this dude's pissed. You know that He says, I would never wear some shit like that. Even though I wear all black, I'm not wearing some black silk underwear, my friend. And anyways, we find out that is his girlfriend, in fact, you know. And so she had no idea. She was clueless. They looked exactly alike. So she was confused, of course. You know, Frank comes in, you know, he breaks up the fucking fight, and he tells him, you know, of course, you guys are twins, you need to get over this shit, and he explains who their dad was to try to confirm everything. He explains that, you know, Frank and his, their dad, they were partners, and they helped, you know, create the idea of the tunnel, but they needed some money, and so they found another guy by the name of Griffith. That was the guy we met earlier on, and who ends up being the shady guy that fucking Frank saw as he was running out. Um, you know, he explains that Griffith got a big loan from the Zhang family, who was the other guy that happened to be there. Uh, fun fact, Zhang was uh, also the detective in Bloodsport, so he's kind of recognizable. And anyways, uh, Zhang, he wanted the Van Damme family taken out so that he could help be the main orchestrator or the one of the guys that claims the tunnel and, you know, earn everything from it. And, but, you know, they forgot about the babies, the Van Damme bros, and so, you know, Alex doesn't buy this story, you know, Frank tries to show him a family portrait, you know, from way back in the day, and the two babies, and their, his parents, and, but Alex knows how dangerous these dudes are that he's talking about the bad guys, and so he just, <clears throat> he's, he's a little hesitant, you know, to do anything, and, you know, he tells Chad, you know, take your fucking silk underwear back to Disneyland, and, you know, but Chad, he's ready to defend his parents' honor, and, you know, Alex is hesitant, but he finally agrees, and, you know, side note, you know, the split screen effect they used was actually really good. I mean, even in 1080p, I couldn't notice, you know, too much throughout, but it looked really solid. So, you know, ha you know hats off to the filmmakers on that shit. But, <clears throat> you know, we cut to the twins and Frank on a boat. You know, they meet up with another boat in the middle of an ocean. You know, Alex, who says, you know, if you're going to, I'm going to help you guys out. I'm going to show you, you know, you know, 
you know what this is all about, and you got to help me real quick first. So he takes him to go meet these fucking random dudes on another boat. Who you know, they meet up, they get off on their boat, and they pull off his tarp, and they reveal some fucking sweet uh, Mercedes Benz vehicles, and pop the trunk, and they're full of some marble red cigarettes. You know, some fucking chokes, some cowboy killers, whatever. And he's decided, hey, this is what I do for a living, bro. Don't you like it? You know, I'm a shady fucking business guy, and. Next thing you know, the cops appear, sirens are blazing, the fucking dudes that are buying the fucking smokes and the bends or whatever, they're pissed, they think they're set up, they start talking some mad shit, and all of a sudden it's a brawl for all folks, there's headbutts by Van Damme, he gives a nut shot with the fucking briefcase full of money, you know, dudes are choked out, they're getting kicked off the fucking boat into the water, and Van Damme is doing all this while he's smoking this big old fat cigar. It's fucking stogie, you know. And um, <clears throat> there's this one dude, he ends up fucking breaking his nose, but he lets the poor guy just jump off the boat just to save Van Damme the trouble at that point. And you know, they have to drop the bends in the ocean just to kind of so they can fucking get out of there and escape from the cops. Frank decides, I gotta fucking blow up the fucking bends. So he shoots at them until they explode. You know, this helps decoy the cops, I guess, stop them and. I'm thinking, you know, you better call Jake at State Farm, you know, put in a claim on this fucking shit, on these goddamn vehicles. Man, they took a fucking, just a beating at that point, and dropping the ocean's not bad enough, but now they're fucking having to blow up, be an heirloom like the Titanic or whatever, but, you know, the explosion stalls the cops, and allows them to get out of there, and, you know, Alex flicks the little bends to the ornament, at least they got out way out of there, you know, he welcomes his brother down to Hong Kong, you know, I guess this is what, you know, that fucking place is all about, and I'm thinking, you know, there's got to be more, there's got to be, you know, like, the malls, the baseball, you know, Mr. Hollywood over here is thinking, I didn't come here for this shit, I came here to do some shopping, god damn it, and, you know, they're blowing shit up, and, you know, leaving shit in the ocean, and all that fun stuff, and they go back to town, they grab a bite to eat at the local frog market, you know, where shit's made fresh in front of you, it's disgusting, they're chopping, you know, fucking live frogs apart, and it's, you know, Oh my gosh, I'm sure it's fucking packed with protein, but I know, thank you, sir. You know, Chad won't eat it either. You know, Frank says, you know, be a man, take a bite. And like I said, this looks too chewy for me. I don't know, man. <clears throat> Even if you put in that ramen shit, no thanks. Chad looks at it, he's like, what is this going to make my dick look bigger? <laughs> and I'm thinking, how big of a surprise do you need to give the ladies, goddammit? Jesus. And, you know... Frank, you know, he's getting restless at this point. You know, he, you know, asked the brothers, you know, what are we going to do about getting this goddamn tunnel back? I told you about it. You know, it's been 10 hours. I know we, you guys, I'm sure I just, you know, shocked your world again. You know, goddamn it. You know, Chad, your whole world is being turned upside down left and right. And, but, you know, you should have a decision made up by now, right? <laughs> and anyways, the girlfriend runs off. You know, she's demanding proof of the story that Frank just fucking kind of shared with them. But we find out that she works for Griffith, so she's part of all the shit's going on. She has no clue, though. And so we see Alex run after her. You know, he runs up to his girlfriend, you know, he tells her, hey, you know, he's a crazy old man, you know, but, you know, just in case he might be right, just snoop around the office a little bit. Just let me know what you can find. And then the next thing you know, <clears throat> we cut to some some goons rolling up on Chad, and he's hanging out by himself, you know, just hanging out downtown, you know, trying to find something cool to do by himself, you know, take his mind off shit, and, you know, the goons mistaken for Alex, they don't know who it is, they don't know that there's another guy out there that looks just like him, but that he doesn't have a brother and all that shit, and so they shove him in the car, he meets Big Bad Bolo and Zang for the first time, and I guess, you know, Alex does some shady fucking shit, you know, with these guys, and 
they that's who they think they're talking to and you know and um you know he offers him a cigar and we see that you know he recognizes the dad's initials and so he kind of puts two and together two and two together from what frank has told him and this shit that it's up front and close in front of him and realize it's all true it's all fucking true and so i really he really wants to fucking get some goddamn revenge at this point <clears throat> zang offers him an official job or whatever to do shady deals full-time all that shit you know got 401k and all that crap all i guess you know you're set for life <clears throat> and anyways before van Dam has a chance to even respond they pull up to an abandoned location i mean you know gotta have the intimidation factor there of course before you can say yes or no to this shit you know if you're gonna say no we're gonna fucking do it out in the goddamn place where you have you know scream and nobody's gonna hear you kind of shit and there's lots of other goons that are waiting you know these guys are all fucking buddies i guess of fucking alex's apparently because he tells him you might see some faces you recognize and these dudes now work for me so they're on my side you know so come join them you know and one guy in particular i happen to notice because there's I mean, I'm not racist, these guys all were all Asian, but there was one dude that stood out, and it was the fucking hair that was the reason why, guys. He looked like a 1991's Michael Bolton and fucking Kenny G, both just fucked and made this fucking dude. He was ridiculous, greasy fucking hair, and it was ass crack, it was disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, Zeng tells him about a deal uh, that's going down, um, if he does a job he's in, you know what I mean? He, but while doing this, he throws the lighter down, and it's, I'm like, dude, he, before that, he told him that he's had this fucking shit for 25 years, and I'm thinking, you've had this for 25 years, and you're gonna now throw it on the ground and just get rid of it, the thing's pretty decent, it might be worth some money, you know what I mean, and he, I think at 25 years, you've never ran into some fucking lighter fluid, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, it, you have to, you've had to at least replace it at some point, <laughs> Van Dam is pissed on all because of that, what he sees, and so he says, go fuck yourself, and, you know, Bolo doesn't like what he hears, so he gives him a fucking cheap shot to the belly, <clears throat> all of a sudden, some fights ensue, and Van Dam takes out a couple other dudes, you know, Bolo fucking, you know, Van Dam kicks a dude, Bolo catches him, and fucking, like, all our blood sport is neck snapping going on, and so, you know, Bolo's not fucking around this movie, guys, because we get a quick little fight between the two, him and Van Damme, but it's not too eventful, it's actually very one-sided, Bolo, you know, fucking Van Damme tries to do a roundhouse kick, and Bolo ducks and gives him a shot to the nuts, and that stuns Van Damme, and he's uh, slamming his head into the garage about fucking 18 times at least, and then... You know, it just knocks him out, KOs him, you know, and then we see uh, Van Dam gets dropped off in the middle of the goddamn city after that point, so the goons just decided, hey, we beat his ass, you know, he's not going to help us out, fuck him, let's just go take him back to town and drop him off in the middle of nowhere where we found him. And uh, people are in town, they're fucking eating some frog, and he, they just see this dude all fucking bloodied up, like, what the fuck has just happened? And then so fucking Alex gets up, you know, they go, go back to cut to, I'm not sure if it's, you know, you know, our chat is cut back to chat at, I don't know if it's Alex's house, you know, if we're back at the bar or where this is exactly, but we're at some hangout anyways, and, you know, Chad's telling him what just happened, how he had his ass, you know, whooped, but before Andy took out fucking eight dudes, he just couldn't quite take out this bolo fucking motherfucker, and, you know, both twins are now kind of pumped at this point to get the, the title back, and so they're ready to do this shit, and so... Cut to the girlfriend snooping around for files, trying to help out, you know, do her thing. While she's doing that, we see this fucking lady walk in, and it's just fucking, 
if you guys are wrestling fans, you remember China. This lady looks a little bit like her, not quite as bulky, but just she ends up. I looked her up. She is a fucking one of the. She is a bodybuilder in real life, so she's got that China lookalike thing going on. And she's like, well, "What the fuck are you doing in here? You know, looking around through some shit. You're not usually supposed to do that." He's like, oh, "I'm just looking. No big deal." And she just fucking walks out of there. And so the girl, she calls the boyfriend back home. She tells her that, hey, I didn't find anything so far. I think, you know, Frankie's just a fucking old man. He's crazy, like you said. And Van Damme's like, I don't think so. Just keep looking. You never know. And so, you know, just keep risking your goddamn job. I got a fucking hunch anyways. So the twins decide, hey, you know, we just fucking got the fucking fuzz on our tail here. You know what I mean? And we gotta, we're gonna go after some bad guys. So we gotta fucking go somewhere. We gotta have a hideout. So they hop on a boat, they go to this fucking island with an abandoned building that they turn into their fucking little secret hideout. They go inside, and this fucking place is a hot mess. There is cobwebs galore, and there's bird shit everywhere. I don't even imagine what it fucking smells like in that place. Anyways, Frank, you know, he's a fucking Vietnam vet, so he tells, you know, these guys, you know, I, I've slept in worse. It's not that bad. You know, and Chad, you know, he sees... He's lugging around some Louis Vuitton luggage. So this tells you what kind of guy, that, you know, where he usually sleeps anyways. And the other dudes, they've got their guns and backpacks. So they're set, you know. And they cut to them playing with the guns, you know, plotting the revenge. Chad happens to mention you know, the location of the deal that Zhang said to him before he got his ass whooped. And he says, yeah, let's fucking do it. We know where they're, going, where they're at, so let's go ahead and do this. And so the, the twins, they end up go ahead and they arrive at the outside of the location at that time that they talked about. And they split up. You know, Alex goes inside. He tells Chad to stay back. Don't fuck up. And Alex, you know, he sneaks up, chokes out this goon. You know, he's in stealth mode. Plants some fucking explosions all over the place. You know, he finds this drug lab. You know, he plants a few more bombs near that shit. So, you know, he's tiptoeing around all that stuff. And... You know, Chad's, meanwhile, he's hanging out. He just can't sit still. He has to fucking do something. So he goes in and tries to be a big help. You know, he sneaks up on this big dude and he kicks him fucking straight in the face. You know, fun fact, this is the sumo guy from Bloodsport. You know, this guy's rocking a fucking nice outfit in the film. And looks like he might have lost a little weight, too, by the way. So, you know, whatever he's doing is working. You know, this... This causes a scene, though, and suddenly shit hits the fan. You know, a couple other the goons happen to spot and hear what's what just happened, that their buddy just got fucked up by Van Damme, and, you know, we get some slow-mo gunfights. You know, Van Damme's doing some barrel row shooting, and we got that the fucking cocaine flying all over the goddamn place. You know, next thing you know, Chad has a red dot on his forehead, and this dude with his fucking Terminator-looking gun, Terminator 1 fucking gun with the fucking red dot, it just has the shit straight on his fucking head. And right before he has a chance to pull the trigger, boom, from, fucking from a distance, Frank just knocks this dude out from a, with a sniper gun, and, you know, the brothers, you know, Alex jumps in a truck, <clears throat> they head out to escape or whatever, and Chad... You know, he hops on the side of the truck, so he's hanging out on the fucking door on the outside, and on the way out, he's kicking dudes from that fucking truck, and, you know, on their way out of there, just, they bust through the fucking fence, they fucking detonate the explosives, Chad's fucking pumped, he is excited, yeah, let's go, man, and Alex, though, he's pissed, he's like, man, you made a ruckus, I said, don't fuck up, and you fucked up, you did the one thing I told you not to do, damn it, how hard is it, next thing you know, Alex is talking to his girlfriend, you know, he's you know, about snooping around shit and, you know, around for the clues. Did you find anything? She tells him. 
that I know, but I did hear about an important meeting that the bad guys are going to have, you know, at this fucking fancy nightclub. And so we cut to the nightclub and we have Alex and he arrives, you know, he's, he's in his MIB, fucking men in black, fucking nice fucking outfit, the suit and tie looking fucking nice for the fucking, the night out at the club. And he's carrying a box of cognac on his shoulder inside and on his way, he's greeted by the fucking Bolton Kenny G offspring dude or whatever, and he explains that you know, this box is for Zhang. You know, it's a nice gesture. It's what he asked me to do, so I'm here to do it. Anyways, you know, inside the bad guy meeting, we see all these fucking dudes at the round table, and they're talking about the news, their factory being destroyed, and they assume it's an insider who did it after all. And so fucking the China lady, she rips this dude's heart out with a fucking butter knife, and then it all concludes with Griffith asking any does anyone want cake it's fucking awesome so uh we see a shot of Ch- uh chad all of a sudden look dre- dressed just like fucking alex he's the other half of the men in black anyways with his hair slicked back too but you can tell it's him because he has that fucking cheesy grin and the ditzy personality ditzy personality going so you could definitely tell these two dudes apart uh it's a sh- next thing you know there's a shot of alex you know dancing on the floor or whatever and he gives Frank a wink, you know, over there chilling that, you know, the, the, the fucking shit's been delivered. We're good to go. You know, I'm thinking, what's in the box? You know, he's handed, is it alcohol? I mean, we just gave him the wink. What could it be? You know, and Frank is being seduced by this fucking chick on the, the fucking couch that he's hanging out on. And she calls him handsome like Sean Connery. And once again, ew. <laughs> and then anyways, the Bolton Kenny G man, the man baby, he spots Chad with a fucking box of the cognac again. He tells him, you know, I just delivered the other one, and Zhang wants to thank you personally, you know, go ahead and bring this one in now, god damn it, and so, you know, Van Dam hands him the box, and, you know, he drops to the floor, and what seems like forever goes by, and all of a sudden, boom, the fucking cognac boxes blow up in that bitch, and then a drunken brawl ensues at this point, and then we have Alex, he's just smashing bottles on dude's head. He chugs a drink and then crushes the glass in his hand. At this point, the adrenaline is just going. He'll feel that tomorrow for sure. <laughs> and then the the Kenny G. Bolton boy wonder is officially gone. Thank God. I'm tired of fucking thinking of jokes about this fucking dude. I'm sick of looking at that hair. God damn. <laughs> anyway, cue his death scene with a kick through a glass wall. And then next thing you know, these uh, bad guy bosses, they spot the twins They've done all this damage. They know that all of a sudden, hey, there are two Van Dams. God damn it. That is not just Alex. There is two Van Dams. And everyone exits out of there. You know, once again, we cut to the girlfriend still snooping around. She hasn't really found much. She heard everything she needed to hear at this point. You know, the Van Dams need to know what they need to know. And or they found out what they need to know, that is. And so she is still snooping around. But, you know, she's going through some files, and she's busted by China again, and, and things get a little kinky, guys, because China pats her down and up and down again, and, you know, she turns around her and says, you know, ask her for a turn, for her to frisk her, and the girlfriend is violated at this point. She just runs out of the room, and, you know, she calls the hideout, you know, she's looking for her boyfriend, but Chad happens to answer and says, oh, the dude, you know, he's, you know, my bro's gone out with my uncle or whatever, and I'm cooking spaghetti, what do you need? And she tells him what happened and that, you know, she found a file, but I don't want to say what happened on the phone just in case. They are, you know, they definitely are listening at this point. You know, Chad tells her, you know, just stay there. I'm coming to get you. He'll, you know, bring you back to safety. So he can't find the guys. He takes the boat without asking and 
Two seconds later, literally, they come back, they arrive home, and they are pissed because they see him taking the goddamn boat out for a joy ride, as fucking Frank calls it. <laughs> and Chad arrives at the bar where the girlfriend is at, you know, back at the, you know, in the back of the bar or whatever. That's the local hangout for this guy. I don't know if that's where, you know, if he has his room, like I said. I think he lives there. I really think he does live there. Alex, that is. And so, anyways, he comes in and he arrives at the bar where the girlfriend is. She confirms everything is indeed true at this point. That file that she found is, in fact, confirming everything. And so, Alex calls the bar. You know, he's like, man, where the fuck, where'd you take that boat at, dude? You know, he, I think I know where you're at. I'm going to call the bar and start looking for your ass. And so, you know, he calls the bartender. Hey, where's he at? Is he there? And he happens to say, yeah, he says, he is actually here. You know what I mean? And he's with your girlfriend. He's in the back. They're alone. I don't know what they're doing, but they are alone in the back. And so, anyways, it's no big deal, right? And fun fact, this is a guy, I think his name is pronounced uh, either Camel or Camille. Krifa, I'm sorry if I mispronounce him. Anyways, he's Tong Po in Kickboxer 4, and he's another part of the Van Damme posse. He's in movies like Death Warrant and some other films that are pretty awesome. So he's a cool guy anyways. He, you know, Alex is, you know, the Van Damme character's Alex. He snaps and hangs up. You know, he begins his fucking binge drinking that will literally last the rest of the fucking day at this point because he's pissed at what he just found out. And the next thing you know, China and Goons bust into the bar and they're demanding answers of where the fucking lady's at. I think she's here. And they fucking shoot the fish tank. I feel so bad for the fish. And th this one dude wearing fucking spurs, he decides to use them to fucking slice open the bartender's neck. And so cue his fucking death scene. And then Chad and the girlfriend, they, they see what's going on. They hear the commotion. They run out the back. They have the, the goons fucking chasing after him. And so they have to dive back into the water. They swim over to their boat and get back in. And uh, the, the goons, they have to fucking get into a helicopter because they didn't bring a boat, unfortunately. And so I guess the bosses, you know, the helicopter or whatever. I'm sure they have a boat because if you have a helicopter, you're definitely rolling in dough because, you know, and then these guys, they end up following the, the, the boat to the hideout. I guess, you know, they, they want to leave, you know, go plot some evil. And so... You know, on the boat, you know, Chad, he's a skipper or whatever out there on the ocean, but he's driving the thing, and the girlfriend's, she's in the back, and she's getting naked, and her fucking, fucking big titties are just hanging out while she does laundry and shit, and I'm thinking, my God, she is just letting her hair down for sure, <laughs> and we cut back to the hideout, and Alex, he is down to the worm of the bottle at this point almost, and he is I, he is fucked up because he is daydreaming about his girlfriend fucking his bro at this point. We got some weird fucking pink lighting, you know, some disturbing, I don't know if it's heart music or whatever type thing, but, you know, it's some some more moaning, groaning, it's a big old fuck fest or whatever, I guess. And, you know, during the daydream, we see some shots of Alex's reactions of, uh, you know, uh, of everything. You know, he's tearing, you know, his shit apart, you know, and, you know, we, we see shots of the fuck fest and then, you know, him just, you know getting fucked up at home and he's tearing his whole that hideout apart they just fucking renovated or whatever so it's like what the hell man you're punching holes in the wall and this shit he's screaming some fucking naughty words all that shit and then it all ends with him tossing that fucking empty bottle at the wall and then next thing you know we do have chad and the girlfriend they come back to the hideout they arrive and fucking frank is pissed so he sees him first because he's He's been seeing some suspicious helicopters flying around all day. You know, he knows that there's something going on. 
And Alex is just stinking of booze. He stumbles over and starts accusing the two, the, the bro and the girlfriend of an affair or whatever. It's because, you know, he did a nice gesture and went and fucking got her and brought her to safety, goddammit. Won't even listen to her side of the shit. She tries to explain it, but he's, you know, you know, nothing to worry about or whatever, she tries to say. And then Chad tells him, you know, chill out, man. And then fucking Alex says, Mr. Silk Underwear, I'm going to fuck up your face kind of thing, you know. And before he does that, you know, he slaps the girlfriend in the face, fucking literally drops her ass. You know, Chad tries to defend her, you know, he fucking, he goes off and starts hitting his brother. You know, brotherly love has just turned to hate, folks. And we have a Van Dam tussle that ensues, and... You know, we get a fight that's going on up the house, and you know, we it goes up to the second story, and you know they, they eventually fall off to the first floor. And you know, I have to add, it was a good job, you know, on the effects, you know, of using a double, at, you know, that they use for Van Dam. You know, his hair is a little different; it was all poofier on the sides, but you know, with the way they were cutting back and forth, they did a really nice job with the effects and just the the, the angles and just the editing and all that stuff. Um, but you know, Frank, he sees what's going on; he gets in the middle. He tries to break up the fight, and he gets fucking decked in the face, so he has his gun, he fires his rifle inside the house, he tries to break shit up, you know, both brothers are just so sick of each other at this point, they're just hung out with each other far too much, too or too soon, <laughs> and, you know, the goal of saving the tunnel, you know, that they never even really knew anything about to begin with is just gone, or whatever, they're just like, fuck this shit, so, they part ways, you know, Alex goes to drink on the beach all night, you know, Chad, he's ready to go back to L.A. and give more massages to single moms. <laughs> and we fade to the next day where Alex is hungover as balls on the ocean or whatever, on the beach. He's sleeping on the sand. He does have, He's woken up by some goons that just arrove on the island. So, yes, they do have boats, folks. They do have boats. And they're ready to invade the hideout. And, and they shoot a gas grenade into the hideout. And they bust in the motherfucker, and they don't realize that the Van Dams aren't in there. It's only Frank and the girlfriend, but they take them two out. <clears throat> and we see the other twin, Chad, sleeping on the ground outside as well. So I guess these guys, they both have that in common. They like to sleep on the ground outside. And anyways, he didn't drink, but he looks like total shit. Like, literally, he looks a lot worse than his brother, who just fucking drank. I don't know how many goddamn bottles of fucking booze, and has had a much worse day beforehand. And anyways, he notices some goons out there as well. And so we got some Van Dam action ready to kick off. You know, Bolo drags the Frank and the girlfriend out to the helicopters where Zhang is waiting. You know, the twins, they get into a few scuffles. And then it, it's mostly, you know, by sneak attack. And they end up stealing a lot of weapons throughout for some reason, all the guns and the knives. They don't really kill the dudes with that shit, but they're just fucking holding it or whatever. And... They hold off, you know, the goons and whatnot. One of the guys, they actually hold to uh, hold him as a hostage, and they want to demand some answers as to where they, the fucking girlfriend and Frank are, and they know that they're going to get them answers because they're going to use any means necessary. <laughs> and another fun fact, another dude from Bloodsport, you know, this guy, he, he's the one that lost to Paco on the first fight of the second day of the Kumite in that movie. And like I said earlier, he's one of the guys that has just fucking shit hair, he's got, a, his hair is longer, so you really can't recognize him, I, when I looked up the cast, I was clicking on people, and I was like, oh shit, that's crazy, but you definitely wouldn't have guessed, I mean, you can see that, that it's him, or, but anyways, the mullet galore, and so we cut to the bad guys, now, they're getting on their ship at this point, so these dudes are fucking loaded, they've got 
boats, ships, fucking helicopters, everything. You name it, they've got it. You know what I mean? They've got. I think they own the nightclub. I'm guessing because that that fucking boardroom or that little meeting room was pretty goddamn fancy. I mean, being catered to and all that stuff. <laughs> Anyways, you know they're loading up on the ship. You know they expect the twins to not be far behind since they weren't there. You know, and so they go down to the boiler room and. They're torturing Frank and the girlfriend. They're giving him fucking steam showers and shit while they're tied up. And the twins arrive at the ship. And when they arrive there, they're using... I don't know if it's a side door or what the fuck. Because they just, just it's a different entrance, that's for sure. But anyways, one of the Van Dams is wearing the goon's clothes. And he tries to... It's the world's greatest disguise because he literally has the, all these dudes... These fucking goons fooled. They have no idea that it's Van Dam. They think it's one of them, apparently... And so they kill the ship bouncers, they get on board, and while inside, you know, the twins start shooting some of the goons, and the bad guy bosses, they realize the the guests have arrived to the party, and Griffith gets on the intercom, you know, he welcomes them, you know, he does a steam shower on the intercom so the, the twins can hear that shit, they fire some gunshots, pretending to kill Frank, and they realize, they reveal that it is a fucking prank or whatever, you know, you're full, you know, punked. And they threaten that next time that shit is not going to be pretend, though, you know. And Alex takes on some dude with the fucking spurs. And this is one of the better fights, guys. Hey, gang. Real quick, want to give a big thank you to the creator of our opening and closing theme songs, musical genius Dan Pfeiffer. If you enjoy those tracks, you can listen to them, along with many more of his, at the app Reverb Nation. Search his channel name, Dan Pfeiffer. That's spelled P-F-E-I-F-E-R. Dan the man, thanks again. So we cut to the one of the better fights in the film. It's Alex taking on the dude with the spurs. It's a cool fight overall, um, and it's shot in a dark room on the ship. Uh, there's a hint of light, and it's got a blue tint to it. You know, the bad guy, he's kind of, you, know, you know, ducking in and out of the shadows. He does slice Van Damme's arm with his fucking spur. Van Damme realizes he can't see the dude, so he has to listen to the spurs rattling to be able to find this motherfucker, and that's exactly what he does. He finds him in the shadows, starts punching this dude in the face, you know, gets shots of him, punching him over and over, turning this dude's face into fucking hamburger meat, goddammit. And after that, he's still punching him, but it's a silhouette of the punches, it's a shadow of the the blue light of the wall, and it's just one last shot to the dude's face, knocks him just clean out. And then we have Chad killing a few goons, you know, he's looking for Frank, trying to find him and the girlfriend, and then we get a Get big old gas barrel that rolls up behind him and just fucking trips him, takes him out. And then we see it's Big Bad Bolo, and we have the rematch officially kicking off, guys. And Bolo's been, he's using these barrels just way too much because he's throwing them at Van Dam. He's trying to squish him. One of the ones he throws at him, Van Dam actually kicks away. It looks like he tears his fucking ACL or some shit. And then, he, like he said, he tries to squish him. Van Dam has to use a nut shot to get him off. Bolo's fucking, he rips Van Damme's shirt off and he decides, Bolo decides to take his shirt off and they have a big old flexing contest. He motions for him, hey, let's dance. Bolo gets the first shot in. It's a little back and forth action. You know, not not a lot of punching or a lot, a lot of connecting, but uh, there is some slow action with some punches and some kicks, a little bit of defense. Uh, Bolo picks up a barrel and actually sprints towards Van Damme. You know, Van Damme leaps over him. Bolo's confused, like, where the fuck did he go? And Van Damme taps him on the shoulder and just punches him fucking in the schnoz. And all right, as he turns around, and then Van Damme is all of a sudden has the tables have turned. He's taken over the fight. And he starts doing some roundhouse kicks. 
He lands about seven of them or so in the fight. Um, like I said, it's not as, as as exciting as the Bloodsport final fight. It has its moments throughout. I mean, it's pretty short and sweet, though. Um, Bolo kind of gets a little early action going, and then, like I said, Van Dam takes over pretty quick, and he fucking concludes it, and, and, you know, that final kick just fucking sends Bolo into the electrical box, knocks out all the power, fucking, you know, he falls down, he gets, after getting zapped, you know, he, a little spark fucking causes a big old fire, though, because, you know, the gas barrels have been tossing around, have been leaking out and shit, and so that causes the fire, Van Dam sees this shit, you know, he leaps out of the fucking room, you know, after the explosion. It's just as the explosion is going off, fucking to safety. And <laughs> just in time, of course. And we cut to a goon, you know, trying to cut, get to second base. You know, he's down and stairs in the boiler room. He's trying to get to second base, you know, get some action with the girlfriend as she's tied up. You know, I feel horrible for her at this point. You know, she can't defend herself. And then a little fun fact, a little tidbit. Can't get enough tidbits in your day, but... That guy that's trying to, you know, fucking get some action with her, he's actually Van Damme's stunt double for the film. You know, he's the guy who we've been seeing in the back of his head the whole time when they're both Van Dams are in the same shot. He's the guy that has the poofier hair, if you will. But anyways, you know, Alex comes up behind him. He sees what's going on with this girl, and he fucking headbutts the goon, knocks him out. You know, he gives his girl a big old kiss. And then, next thing you know, China falls from the fucking ceiling and wraps her goddamn thighs around his goddamn face. You know, and not a bad view, I'm sure. But anyways, he pulls her down and they circle each other. You know, they don't really fight. She just fucking grabs his goddamn junk. And I'm, you know, thinking, you know, she's getting a big old surprise or a huge surprise. And he slaps her in the face. You know, he's obviously a loyal man to his lady. He doesn't want anybody else trying to grab his shit. And he fucking stabs her and she slowly dies. And the bosses spot what just happened. And so they start shooting downstairs. You know, these fucking the Van Damme dudes have been shot at thousands of times about this film and not once have they got hit of course just amazing <laughs> and so we cut to the bosses they're running outside the ship trying to flee to safety at this point because they know that their goons have all been taken out so they have nothing they can do uh, but the twins are not far behind and the bosses end up splitting up you know we see the twins split up too Alex is going to take on Zhang Chad's going to take on Griffith and you know, Chad actually takes the girlfriend with him, which I thought was strange. He figured Alex would want to go with him to, you know, help his, you know, his girlfriend kill her shitty ass boss. But I guess, you know, he does have that little personal vendetta he wants to settle with fucking Zhang, you know, or whatever. But anyways, uh, Alex, you know, chases Zhang. They go up some big ass fucking crank machine. You know, Zhang's got that head start on him. So he makes it to the very top a little bit quicker. And Alex is like, I gotta fucking, you know, gain some fucking time on him here. So he just decides to Spider-Man his fucking shit up the side. He slips, falls, and this is the first time we get kind of a shitty view of the fucking effects of the film. It's a Van Damme's hanging there with one arm, and it looks down, and you can just see how far he's actually hanging. And <laughs> anyways, you know, he doesn't slip. Of course, he fucking pulls himself back up, recovers, brushes himself off. Zeng's been hiding, so he attacks him out of nowhere with his goddamn cane that has a fucking fancy built-in sword into it. You know, eventually Zeng, you know, misses with the sword and gets his arm stuck in a fucking moving gear, and it gets it just crushed, and it's a nasty, bloody mess. It's disgusting. And he's pleading to Van Damme to let him just, just, just fucking spare him at this point. He tries to buy him off, even. You know, offers him anything he wants. Van Damme just wants his dead daddy at this point, and makes Zeng feel like shit, he's crying out of guilt and fear, and suddenly the machine fires back up that, he, that Zeng's laying on there, 
that's laying on, and uh, he can't quite hold on to his one good arm, his one good hand, and you know he falls about a hundred-ish feet to his death, and uh, you know he, Van Dam, uh, Alex finally feels a little bit of relief, I guess. But the next thing you know, we cut to Chad and girlfriend. They're chasing down Griffith. You know Griffith. You know he's at the loading dock area, and he finds a big ass machine to hop in, and uh, that that he said he starts up, and he just starts going towards you know Van Dam and the girl, and Van Dam shoves shoves his lady in this little slot in the garage door area thing, and this little panel, and Van Dam has nowhere to go, so he dives into the water, and Griffith hops out and doesn't even know which fucking Van Dam he's trying to kill at this point. Starts shooting fucking rounds at him in the water, and. It misses, doesn't you know, shoot nothing but fucking fish at this point. And next thing you know, we see Van Dam pops up at the goddamn driver's wheel. Like, I don't know how the fuck he managed that one, but it was pretty impressive. And he screams out, Griffith, and drops that goddamn machine, that big old metal crate on top of Griffith, and just fucking crushes this dude. And, and next thing you know, we, you know, it's a, that, that, after that fatality, the flawless victory that Van Dam just had. We cut to, you know, the, the twin bros meeting back up. You know, the girlfriend's there, and they're like, where the fuck is Frank? You know, and they're sharing a few hugs, but they're also kind of sad. Next thing you know, Frank does come around the corner, and he's got his third-degree burns going, and you now everyone's just relieved he isn't dead, though, at this point. And at this point, we get the infamous final shot of Van Dam giving his hand gesture for the OK symbol, and everything's going to be OK for the twins, apparently. And roll credits... We get that fucking awesome rap techno pop shit song, the feel the impact or whatever the fuck you know. And guys, that's 1991's Double Impact. Uh, it was a fun film, you know. Just a quick overview on everything, you know. I, I like I said I've seen this movie countless times. It, it's definitely a huge guilty pleasure movie for me. Van Dam personally is one of my favorite actors, probably still my favorite. You know, he doesn't do the type of films he once did. You know, he, people don't get as excited about that shit. It's directed DVD. They don't always hear about it, but these films are still, you know, to me, classics in a sense. But I, I think I fell in love with it, you know, because of the similarities to Bloodsport. You, you see that quite a bit throughout. If you, you're a fan of that, and you go back and you see that, especially like like I did watching that and this, you know, and almost together at the same time, I was like, holy shit, yeah, there's a lot of the same guys. And now this one though has a lot more action than, than Bloodsport in my sense, and in my opinion, just because you know that the fighting scenes that they use, as far as the guns, and just that kind of action, the chase scenes, and it, but it instantly had me hooked. You know, the Van Dam versus Bolo scene was still my favorite part of the movie. That you just you, you looked forward to that each time. I, like I said, sometimes I'd skip through the whole film just to see that those those couple parts. And it got me so excited, and I think I know that was a huge selling point of the film. I'm sure a lot of people came specifically for to see how that would end up. And of course, two Van Dams are better than one. And I was a huge fan as a kid, and so I was impressed by the the effects for the time. I mean, I think it actually they've they've done a better job with it now on Blu-ray because back then on VHS it almost seemed like you could notice the shitty effects, but nowadays I was actually mildly impressed with how it was done. Um, and the film is is a shade under two hours. It's like an hour and fifty minutes. It, it, that's a little long for you know a Van Damme flick in a sense. Some of his movies are about that range, but this one it doesn't drag on. You know the beginning scene is a little slow because that's just a you know quick build up. You know character development or whatever in a sense, but not too much development. <laughs> but it does pick up right away and it never slows down. The soundtrack's okay. You know the end song is cheesy and it sounds like shit even for the period. 
Um, I do give it a five star recommend. You know, it, it's probably a top five of my, top five of mine for Van Damme films. Um, you know, it's it is different for him because he's playing twins. Because you get the different styles, which is really neat. Because you get to see he is a, a great actor, but you get you know the different sides. So you can see this to kind of the you know this you know how deep he can go with it in a sense and. It still feels like one of the better quality films that he's done, just production-wise. There was a solid budget with it, and you know they put a lot of love into this film. And he used, like I said, Sheldon Sheldon Ledich, who's one of his good buddies. They've done other films together, and this is probably their best one, in my opinion. This and Lionheart, of course, the two big ones. Um, I remember the movie poster though, especially when I you know at movie stores as a kid, and it always caught my eye. Um, I definitely own the VHS, but it, I didn't quite have the one that had this, that cover art of the, the theatrical poster. I had the shitty one that was just one Van Damme. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. It's double impact. You can't just use one fucking Van Damme. And it's a generic photo almost. And Of course, they own the DVD as well. You can pick that shit up for like five bucks-ish. You know, Like I said earlier, it's available to watch on HBO as an add-on. Um, HBO Go, potentially, I don't have that, so I'm not sure. But on, on the Hulu that I have... I just added that on there as a little, you know, for five bucks for a month, and it's good for six months. And I was like, hey, you know, why not? I happened to see that was on there. Um, haven't really dove into a lot of the other films, but I'm excited to see what else is on there. Um, but that is a wrap on Double Impact, and that's part two of our Van Dam Entertaining Month. Um, I want to thank you guys again. Like I said, I'm excited about all this. Uh, the clue for next week is we're continuing Van Dam Entertaining Month. It's Van Dam versus a penguin. I'm sure a lot of you Van Damme enthusiasts might know what that is, so look forward to that one. That's a to-be-continued on that. And once again, guys, thank you for tuning in, and until next time, feel the impact! Hey, gang. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can download and listen to plenty more on iTunes. Search Guilty Pleasure Movies, rate and review, please and thank you. Or you can follow me on my host app where I make all my shows, which is Anchor. You can definitely follow me at Twitter, YouTube, search GPM Podcast. And the most interactive way to engage with the show is through our Facebook page. Just search Guilty Pleasure Movies. I'll have voter polls, videos, all kinds of good announcements on there. Like, share, and follow, please, and thank you. And when you do message, make sure you go ahead and leave your favorite Guilty Pleasure movie title. And you'll have a chance to have your guiltiness of why you love that movie on the show. And once again, guys, let's jam. Thank you.